Are you a wage slave? As children, we can't help but dream of all the amazing things that we will accomplish. Then life happens. We get a job, we get a house, and we get into debt. We settle. We trade away our youth for security in old age. We spend countless hours performing mundane tasks that leave us depleted and empty. Our souls crave meaning, but we are too afraid to make any change. We work for the weekend, work for the holidays, and work for retirement. Through sardonic humour, Wage Slave highlights the absurdity of the modern approach to work and life. So that's the blurb of my most recent book, Wage Slave. I've mentioned it in the past, but it's finally out now as a paperback ebook and audiobook. Um, and I'll put the links down below so you can grab yourself a copy. As with everything I do, I'm going to be releasing everything I do chapter by chapter for free as blogs and podcasts and all that sort of stuff. But obviously, it'll take me a while to go through the process. So if you want to support the podcast and you want to get yourself a copy, links down below. Check it out. The reason I wrote this book, Wage Slave, is because for a lot of my life, I was living as a wage slave. And I wanted to share my absolute disdain at the modern state of work life. It feels like everyone hates their job. And, you know, when I, when I was writing this book, I looked into the stats of it and the dedication of this book actually goes out to quote, the 87% of people that are working a job they hate. 87% of people. Now, obviously statistics will vary and it goes up and down with each year, but it's more than half. It's significantly more than half of the people surveyed hate their job and just I want you to think about your life do you actually like what you're doing and this is a vital question because you spend upwards of 40 plus hours per week doing this thing that you're going to be doing for 40 plus years of your life that's just so much time and if you're doing something that you don't like, if you don't find it engaging, interesting, and challenging, if you're working with terrible people or for a terrible boss, or it takes you far too long to get there, all of these things drag your mental state down, and it just can be crushing. I know this from firsthand experience. When I was doing full-time teaching and my other work prior to that, working full-time, I just lost it. I was able to barely maintain functionality in the sense of, I would use all of my sick days as mental health days, and then I would take some more on top of that. And then beyond that, I would spend the weekends getting inebriated and I was sort of flirting with self-harm and suicide. And, you know, I, I, I know that so many people are currently and were currently in a similar situation. So this book is an anthology of short stories that take place in a fictional firm. They're loosely connected and, you know, there's a bit of humor in there, but basically it's just me expressing the dislike of that sort of situation. It's funny writing it and then editing it, then recording it and editing that and going through the whole process of making this book has caused me to review the content you know, a bunch of times. And it really drilled home to me the fact that I just can't go back. I'm not going to go back to that sort of lifestyle. The book does end on a slightly positive note, or at least suggests that you can make your life into a way that you are no longer a wage slave. And I believe that you, the person listening to this, can do that. There are a couple of, ba couple of barriers that I know that you're instantly going to be saying, I can't quit. I can't afford it. I'm untrained. I don't know what to do. I get it. 
like it, those fears seem legitimate and that they feel like you can't make any change. However, it is certainly possible. People have and are and will continue to make those changes. And the reason I suggest that you should at least try, at least start the process, and I'll give you more specifics in the rest of this podcast, but the reason you should try is because in five years, if you don't make any changes now, you're going to be having the same complaints. In 10 years, you'll have the same complaints. And by the time you die or by the time you retire, you will still have had the same complaints. Life is for living, not for working. Yes, obviously you need to work to live, right? But you don't need to just live to work. There are ways out of that trap. First of all, let's say you're in a job that you like, but you're working with people or for a boss or for a company that you don't appreciate. Change. Quit that job and find a different one. There are certainly opportunities. Two, if you're worried about the money, there are definite ways that you can make money as a side hustle, as a way to cover yourself or in the interim. For example, you can sell stuff on eBay. You're probably sitting on thousands of dollars. In fact, I know you are. Thousands of dollars of stuff that you just don't use. We looked through our house and my wife ended up traveling overseas based on eBay selling alone. It is possible. You... You can cut down your spending on a variety of things. For example, work out what you need, as in bills, as in food, as in a house, and then cut down on the superfluousness. Do you need such a big house, such a new car, such fancy clothes, such a new technology? You don't need it. You probably just want it. So work out what you need. Your money first goes there. Then work out what you value, i.e., for, for my partner, she values travel. So her money goes to travel first and then to clothes and other things like that second. Yeah, she values the travel more importantly because her family lives overseas. I value my martial arts. So my martial arts gets preference because I want to be able to do that to be able to continue my training and thus benefit my mental state. What does this mean I sacrifice? Well, it means I sacrifice things that I don't quite care about. My car is shit. So what? I don't care. I could have spent money on a car. I could have borrowed from the bank to get a car, but that would have stopped me from being able to train as much. Yeah? Money isn't money. Money is representations of time. If you work out that you, say, get $25 per hour, whatever you get, that means you're trading your hour for $25. So if you go to buy something for $25, you're not spending $25. You're spending one hour of your life. If you buy something that costs $100, you're now spending four hours of your life. This is how I look at it. So then you go to make that purchase. Is it, you ask yourself, is it worth that much time for me? Do I want to spend this much time doing this thing? You can make such savings. And with those savings, you can start develop a bank account. You can get investments. You can pay off your debts. There are ways out of this trap. Similarly, I would suggest that you cancel all subscription services like Netflix, etc., and then either borrow them if you can, or only add them back the ones that you actually miss. Because I guarantee you, you use, you've got a whole bunch of subscriptions that you're not actually using and that you don't actually really need. You can find alternatives. You can borrow your mower off your neighbor. You can sort of swap skills with people that have skills that you like. So if someone's good at cleaning and you're good at handyman stuff, swap those skills. There's a whole bunch of things you can do to save money. Beyond all of this, and I start with the money because I know that that's the massive uh, instant response. Just on a personal note, when I quit the full-time work, my income dropped to about a third, literally. But because I moved out of home at 15, I had the skills to survive with little money, and I was able to get through. 
it is possible. But there will be sacrifices until you can sort of pick yourself back up and find something you want to be doing. The overarching thing, though, is there's two main barriers beyond the money, beyond all that sort of stuff. It's more, they're more symptoms of these two. One is that you're afraid. And two is that you don't feel worthy. Okay, you might be afraid to make the changes because, you know, what happens? What if this? What if that? There is going to be an endless amount of what ifs. Okay, for no matter what. What if your building, your workplace burns down or your boss dies or, you know, there's downturn in the market. There's, there's so many what ifs, right? I get it. But the worthiness thing is another factor. For me to start going down this path of online writing, online blogging, the video courses, all the stuff I'm doing, I had to feel worthy that and sort of that self-efficacy, that belief that I could do it, the belief that I could make a living doing what I love. It is possible. Okay, it's just slow and will take time, but if you don't start now, you'll be forever a wage slave. Just to give you a little bit of an insight into how I'm going now on the, this front, I'm basically making about 20% of my monthly income via my online work, via my book sales, via my blog um, income for Medium and via the Skillshare courses, about 20%. So I'm not quite there yet, but I think I've done the hardest yards to get that amount. I'm roughly selling about four and a half books per day, mainly as Audible books. Now, I hope that this continues and given the nature of the work, I sort of have to obviously keep putting the, the hours in. But the thing that is different is this kind of work, writing and blogging and the video courses, feels more like play. It feels like it's fun. Yes, it's a bit tedious sometimes. Yes, there is things I got to do and yes, I got to keep doing it. So it is still a job. Don't get me wrong. And the hours that I put into this are basically full-time hours, um, but I enjoy it. So I'm not suggesting that you need to go down the same path that I am. By no means that. What I am suggesting is, this, is, that, is that it is possible to look at yourself, work out what you actually like, and start making a shift. The final thing I want to suggest to you is, on this topic, think about everything that humans do. Everything that where there is an interest, where everything where money is spent. Whatever you're thinking of right now, somebody is making money from it which means that you can make money from it. I had this conversation when I was in a school with a year seven student. She was talking about like what it, the topic came up of what she wanted to be when she was older. And she said dentist. And she said it in a very downtrodden, depressed way. So I'm like, do you want to be a dentist or do your parents want you to be a dentist? And obviously it was the parents. I'm like, well, what are you interested in? What do you want to do? And she's like, oh, I really love kayaking. So then we talked about all the possibilities that she could do as using that interest of kayaking or you know whitewater rafting whatever she could start youtube channels of reviewing the different kayaks or kayak competitions she could talk about the different aspects of it she could become a influencer marketer on instagram and become the lead kayak person she could do kayak tours kayak instructionals right now obviously that's a super 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 niche area but that means that the ones that are passionate will go to specific people that are good at that role. She could do that if she puts in the effort and has a bit of charisma to pull it off and a bit of self-belief. It would be possible for this person, which means that likely your interests, it's possible for you to make that money. Are you into video games? Cool. You could become a pro gamer or a commentator 
or a strategy analyst or a designer. Like there's like there are so many different options, but it's just limited by your belief in yourself. So I'll leave you with this, and I'm obviously going to start sharing the chapters on the podcast from Wage Slave. But if you are feeling like you want a little bit of a boost, a little bit of a kick up the ass to actually make the choice, to actually take steps, I'm not saying to quit your job, but to start start looking at a way to actually enjoy the thing that you spend vast, 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 vast quantities of your time doing. Read this book. It's quite a short book, maybe about 10,000 words, which on Audible, it's about an hour to an hour and a half. So it's not a big read. And... Yeah, it's out now as a paperback ebook and audiobook. And if you like this podcast and you want to support it, grabbing the book is a great way to support it. And if you do, please chuck us a review. Similarly, if you like this podcast, throw me a review. I know there's a bunch of you that are listening to it and haven't reviewed it yet. Please fix that for me. And finally, I just want to give a little bit of an update. Like I mentioned, I'm doing the Skillshare courses and I've got four up on meditation for mental health. So like you know, handling panic attacks, present state awareness, mindfulness, that sort of stuff. But I've also just released a Learn to Lucid Dream 101 Skillshare course. Interestingly, the very first, one of the very first videos that I did became very viral. It's got 180,000 views on YouTube at this stage. Um, and it was a Learn to Lucid Dream video. And I did it as a way to prove to my students that it is possible to go viral on YouTube. And I just hustled it. But back then, I sort of wasn't ready for this sort of level of abundance, and I stopped, and I regret it so much. I could have made such inroads in the lucid dreaming field because I had such a great start, but I didn't capitalize, and that's my fault. However, with all that in mind, I've decided to come back to the concept of learning to lucid dream because it's such an awesome skill. For those that don't know, it is the ability to control and manipulate your dreams. When you become lucid, you realize that you're in a dream, and then you can start taking control of the dream. Obviously, for wish fulfillment, nightmare ending, and practicing stuff in real life, exploring your subconscious, the possibilities are literally limited by your imagination. I love it. I love it as a practice because when you become lucid, it almost feels like you're escaping the matrix. It just feels great. So if you're interested in lucid dreaming or the meditation courses, I'll chuck the links down below. It's free. You can sign up for two months and it will give you access to all of my courses and all of the other Skillshare courses. Like I said, I'm going to have everything I do for free. And I was trying to balance how do I put out video courses and earn a little bit from that to, you know, do what I want to love doing so I'm not a wage slave, but also put the stuff out there for free for those that can't afford it. This is a happy medium. So you can sign up, watch my courses, start lucid dreaming and then cancel before you have to pay any money. Your sign-up gives me a $10 kickback, which is great, obviously, and the min and Skillshare tracks the minutes watched of my videos and gives me a percentage of the pool of Skillshare users' uh, like contributions as further payments for the video courses. So the more sign-ups I get, the more minutes I get, and the more reviews on Skillshare I get, the more money I get from Skillshare, the more money I get from Skillshare means the more podcasts, books, blogs, podcasts, courses I can do, which means I can help you more. So really, if you think about it, it's in your best interest to help me not be a wage slave by supporting me on Skillshare. Click the link, help yourself, learn to lose a dream, learn to meditate, check it out. And yeah, enjoy my uh, 
sales hustle there. <laughs> Catch ya.